Hi, good day, BTEC students. So I'm going to include in today's podcast a discussion on uh, research analysis. We have, of course, already had some uh, conversations about research analysis, and those who have been in the online class, which admittedly has not been a lot of you, you would already have some of this information. But what I want to do is to record what we have uh, spoken about already so that we can then start to build on the analysis and how to go about doing an analysis and how to tell the story in the way that needs to be told for your final projects. Now I do encourage those of you who haven't seen me already to come and see me because the space to show you examples of analysis and to ask questions is really valuable. So as much as I can talk you through what an analysis is, you also need to look at what an analysis looks like. So if you are, for whatever reason, unable to see me and unable to look at the examples that I have, do um, look at the online repositories for the universities um, DUT has one, UKZN has one, in fact pretty much every university now has on an online repository in which they save and make available to everyone the dissertations and theses that um, are submitted at their institution. So you will find that uh, uh, masters and PhD projects are uh, stored online, but they're not published, but they are available for people to read them and, and have a look at them. And if you are looking at um, masters and, and PhD projects, look within journalism, look within media studies, and have a look at what kinds of analysis they are using. And if they're using a general thematic analysis, and even better if they're using Braun and Clark's model, um, you will be able to see how they wrote up their different sections. And this will speak to some of the ideas that I want to talk to you about today. Um, so when I talk to you about the recipe and the cake, have a look in those dissertations where they've put their recipe and where they've put the cake. Um, obviously that will become clearer to you in a second when I explain that metaphor. Okay, so making sure that you see other dissertations and other research projects is important so that you have an understanding of the basic structure. But the t there's two things I want to talk to you about today. And these are things that I have already spoken about in our last online lecture. And they are ones that I've spoken to those who've met me about analysis um, already. So if that is you, this is a refresher. If that's not you, obviously this, is, this will be the first time you engage with these ideas, but nonetheless important that you are thinking about these things. And it's important that you're thinking about these things because I think many of you are under the assumption that doing your interviews and transcribing is the end of the road. In fact, uh, doing your interviews and transcribing is an important and even hard step that, that you need to take, but you actually are not being marked on those things. So um, 
in terms of what you're being marked on, you're being marked on your analysis. So it's very, very important that, that you have the right ingredients for your analysis. So your interviews and your transcripts are the ingredients in this case. That you spend a lot of time, you know, growing your wheat and milling it and making sure that it's, it's a really good flour to bake with. But the flour in and of itself is not your cake. Um, and if you were being marked just on, if you were being, you know, if somebody was coming to you to buy a cake and you gave them a sack of flour, you probably wouldn't score very well, even if that flour was really, really good. So um, you need to follow through all of the steps of the analysis to get to your final cake that is the product that is be, you're being marked on. Um, so in my, in my thinking, there are, there are different components to analysis. The one is getting the ingredients. This is your interviews and your, and your focus groups and your transcription. Then there's the recipe, following the recipe, putting the ingredients together in a specific way, baking them uh, properly. And then there is the final product, which is the cake. And the cake you have to assemble and make look pretty um, and it is the outcome of having good ingredients and following the recipe properly. But it is not in itself either the ingredients or the recipe. So you're not being marked on how good your ingredients are. You're not being marked on how well you follow the recipe. Obviously, those things will impact on your cake. So if you follow the recipe badly, your cake is going to look really horrible. It's not going to taste good. So you're not, you're not going to get a good cake. But in and of itself, how you follow the recipe is not your final, final submission. So you need to make sure that you have your ingredients together and you have them together soon because you are running out of time. That you are now following the recipe and building your cake so that you can submit your cake for, for an uh, assessment at the end of the year. Okay, I'll explain to you a bit more when I talk about the structures of analysis, what the, those different things are and how you get to each of them. Um, I, I want to go back a little bit to the two things that I wanted to talk to you about for analysis because my sense is, is there are two things you need to pay attention to. The one and I call these the two by two. I call them two by two because the one is the rules and it has two subcomponents, and the other is the structures and it also has two components. So the two by two, the two things you need to consider, and then the two um, things underneath each of them. So to start with the rules, the rules are really crucial, and there are two rules. As I said, there's there's two things underneath the rules. There are two rules that you need to follow in your analysis and um, and only two rules so in your in your mark in the marking of the analysis there will be two things that um, I will look for there will be two things that the moderator will look for and and if you look at other uh, projects and other analyses these are the two things that everybody looks for in a good analysis the first of those two things is the most important, 
And that is, well, they're both equally important, but the most detailed. It's, it's the most involved. And that is that you must follow the steps. So regardless of what kind of analysis you're doing, you have to follow the steps. So you wouldn't, um, as a statistician, be uh, you know, trying to find the answer before you um, use the equation. You, know, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be doing certain things ahead of the others because they just logically don't make sense. And this is true of all analysis. So whether you're doing a stats analysis or discourse analysis or narrative analysis or content analysis, whatever kind of analysis, thematic analysis, which I know most of you are doing, whatever kind of analysis you're doing, you must follow the steps. Now, I know for many of you, you're using Braun and Clark's thematic analysis, and that has six steps involved in it. Um, and you need to make sure that you not only follow the steps and follow them in order, but also that you can prove that you've followed the, the steps. So if we think of the steps like a recipe, and this is now where I'm coming to define the recipe. These are the things that allow you to take your ingredients, your ingredients being your interview uh, and your interview transcripts. Um, for those who are doing focus groups, it would be your focus group transcripts. And you're going to put your ingredients together in such a way that you can um, get a cake at the end. And when you follow any recipe, if you are, are trying to bake a cake, you're not going to put the pan in the oven before you actually mix the ingredients and put them into the pan. Um, you know, there's just a, a logical sort of sense in which these things must happen in sequence. Um, so they must happen in the order that um, they are given. And you must be able to show that you have done each of the steps. Now, I'm not going to, in this uh, particular podcast, because it will um, become very, very long, go through each of those steps. It is important that you do understand each of the steps and that you understand coding. I think in the next podcast I will cover coding. But it is um, crucial that you make sure that you do understand each of the steps and can prove how you have done each of the steps. So I'm just going to touch on, on step number one. Step number one is familiarizing yourself with the data. So how can you prove to your reader that you have done step number one? And we've spoken about this before. The best way to prove that you've done step number one is to talk about how you have read the data, how you've listened to the transcripts, but very importantly also that you transcribed yourself because that's a really key way in which a person becomes familiar with what's being said. So you then expand on what you've written in your methodology section to, to show how you have covered each of the different steps in your analysis. So... For step number one, you will say, this is what Braun and Clark says needs to happen. This is how I actually did it. So you will add that practical info of what you actually did to each of the steps to show what you have done and how you have, have followed each of the steps. 
The second rule for analysis is that you give evidence. And that is evidence for any claims that you make in your analysis. So when you get to, to around about steps five and six, and you are starting to have your themes together, and you're starting to write up or to build your cake, as, I, as the metaphor I've been using, once you um, are starting to put to your ideas together into themes, you are going to start to make some claims in the story that you're telling. And the, those claims are usually about um, what your participants are saying or why what they're saying is important. So you will say something like, um, my participants think that all people who wear sunglasses are dodgy. Obviously, that's uh, just their perspective on that. But you're, you're making a claim that all of your participants think that. So what is the evidence that you have to support that claim that you have made? You uh, have made that claim. You're saying all my participants think this thing. So you have to back that up. Well, what is your evidence for that? In qualitative research, the evidence largely is the transcript. So you will refer people to the transcript by uh, using quotes from that transcript to say, look, this is what this person said to, to show this particular viewpoint. The other way that you give evidence is that you um, make claims about the importance of an idea. So all of your participants think people who wear sunglasses are dodgy. Why is this important? Maybe it speaks to some aspect of your theory. Maybe it speaks to some aspect of your literature um, or to issues around the problem that you have looked at. And so you want to then provide evidence for its importance by linking to uh, academics. So by... By saying that this is an established idea within uh, academia that's already in your literature review and you want to refer to it. Now, it is important to note that you should not add any new literature to your analysis. Your analysis is only ever going to use academics who are already in your literature review. If you find that you want to refer to an academic who is not already in your literature review, then that means you have to add them to your literature review. So you shouldn't be having any new academics, any new ideas come up in your analysis that aren't already in your literature review. So this is the point also where you will update your literature review when you are providing evidence in your analysis. So two very important points there. The one that you need to give evidence for every claim that you make. So if you're making claims about what your participants are saying or you're making claims about why an idea is interesting and important, there should be a link either to the transcripts or to the literature. And that, that serves as the evidence for the things that you are saying. 
The second important point there is obviously the point about any new literature. So just make a note that um, your analysis should only have academics in it that are in your literature review. Okay, so those are the two rules, the two rules of analysis. Follow the steps, give evidence. Um, like I said earlier, those are the two things you're being marked on. So you should be able to um, show that you have, uh, have done this the whole way through your analysis. The other thing that I want to touch on, um, and, it's, and it won't be as um, detailed, is the issue of the structure. And the, the structure also has two subcomponents. And this is, this is referring back to my metaphor of the recipe and the cake. So, so in terms of the structure, you need to be aware that there is two things that you're going to talk about in, the, um, in terms of analysis. The one is the recipe and the other is the cake. And the ingredients themselves, your, your interview transcripts will be attached. So the ingredients will be there. And, of course, you will use them as evidence in your analysis. But what comes into the written part of your project is two things. The one is how you follow the steps. So, as I, as I mentioned earlier, where you talk about the six steps in your methodolo methodology section, you will now update that to include how you have done those six steps. That section that is already in your proposal about the, the steps that you're following for your analysis stays in your methodology section and it gets updated to include the practical stuff of what you've actually done. That is your recipe. That is what you have done to make the knowledge that you have about the world. And it's therefore no different to the updated sections that you will also have on like who your participants are, how you access them, your um, data collection processes. All of those things will be updated with the practical information about what you actually did. So data analysis is, is really no different. It sits in your, in your methodology and describes the six steps now with the actual detail of what you have done. That's your recipe. Your cake, however, is the story that you're going to tell about what you have found. So what do participants think? Why is it important? What are your themes? Um, how do they, they tell us about the world? How do they tell us about your problem? How do they link to your theory? How do they answer your research questions? That story that you're going to tell... Um, which includes none of your methodology, none of how you came to find this out, is its own section in the project. And so it comes after the methodology section and is its own section. It can be called findings, it can be called analysis, but it's its own section altogether. So if you look at the, the overall structure of the dissertation, you've got an introduction You've got a lit review, you've got a methodology, and then you've got your findings and, and analysis. The last section after that is your discussion and conclusion. But the findings and, and analysis section, it's its own section which writes up what is in your themes. And this is 
this is the cake. This is the thing that you have found, the new knowledge that you are going to discuss, your, your version of how to make sense of what your participants have said. It's the connections that you're making with literature and why um, what you're seeing in the world is so important. It's you answering your search questions. So it is super important that that cake, um, you know, is a good cake, that it tastes good, and that it uh, is put together really well, because that, that is what you're being marked on. So yes, the recipe, which will be in the data analysis section, will be looked at, and it will be important that you follow that recipe really well, but it's important that you followed it well because the outcome, the cake, will be the way that it is because of how you followed the recipe. It's a bit like if you forget putting the, I don't know, the, the yeast in bread. Well, you're going to have a, a, a really flat pancake. Um, and it may, it may be its own thing. It may be a, a really good pancake. But it, if you're being marked on, on making bread... Not such a great bread. So um, the the idea is you need to follow the recipe correctly because it gives you a good cake. So follow the recipe that you have in the form of the steps that you have for analysis in order to then put together a really good story for what you're seeing in the world. Okay, um, I hope that that makes sense. Um, I think that... Uh, being able to talk through and look at uh, different kinds of analysis, um, how students have written up their projects using this uh, approach is important because while I'm, I'm trying to be as clear as possible about the difference between the recipe and the cake, what I see every year is, is that students will put in their analysis their coding or they will put into their analysis the... Um, the list of, of quotes without any written understanding of those quotes, that they're just lists and lists and lists of, of quotes. That's not an analysis. An analysis is the storytelling part where you then take those quotes, put them into themes, that they are then uh, logically organized ideas that you can make connections with what has been said in by participants and in the literature and to start to compare different uh, ways that different participants think about things to unpack what they're saying why are they saying it in this way what does that help us to think about their understandings of the world what language have they used why are they talking about these ideas in this way again what does that help us to understand about the problem um to start to look for contradictions in, in their accounts, both internally, so each participant by themselves, or between participants. Why does one participant think this and another participant think something else? And it's though, what, are, yeah, what are the similarities and differences between participants? It's all of that kind of stuff that is the analysis. So it's, it's not just... Um, showing me what your coding is. It's not just telling me what, um, giving me a whole bunch of quotes and saying, well, look, do the, do the work yourself. Um, 
No, you as the, as the researcher need to do that work, to dig deep, to analyze, to make sense of, to show its importance for what has been said to you as the researcher. And so it's hugely important that um, you have time to analyze, that this is not going to be something that you can do overnight. Um, it's going to have to be something that you do um, with sufficient time to make sense of what's been said, to write up the story, to, to figure out the connections between different ideas. So you shouldn't be an, a, a transcribing up until the last minute. You should be analyzing up until the, the last minute. And analysis will take a long time, a lot longer than you think. So make sure that you are allocating yourself sufficient time to do the analysis, to go through the recipe and to build a really, really, really good cake because ultimately it's that cake that has got to taste and look really good.